Hey, hey, Ken. This is Hi, another episode good. of Film Seizure. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I guess it's just going to be you and me for this episode. Um, Jeff has been a no-show. That's odd. It's pretty weird. I mean, we've done over 100 episodes, and he just decided not to show up for this episode. So, fuck him. And he's just like, eh, it's Ken's fifth time. He, yeah. You guys can run with it. Yeah, whatever. So, we're going to talk about The Sting. Yes. Awesome movie. Yes. Super awesome movie. We teased it last week. Um, and yeah, we're just going to do it without Jeff. So. All right. Well, this will be fun. Oh. oh well, well. Sorry I'm late, guys. I was taking a crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I miss? Um, uh, nothing. Oh. Just, uh, we were going to start without you. Oh. You, did, you didn't flush. I didn't, I didn't hear a flush. Uh, nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Water <laughs> conservation. It, it, well, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, so what are we here to talk about? The sting. The sting. Yes. Do 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 do. Is that the right? That's yes. part of it. No, it's part okay, of it. Right. It is the middle part all of right. the entertainer. It's a different tempo. <laughs> Boy, yeah, you hear that a lot. The entertainer. The entertainer. Yes. Yep. Um, did we play it on the intro? You better believe it. Yeah, figured as much. <laughs> it's kind of what, yeah. I, I just finished putting together the intro and outro while I was on the crapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll get to we'll get So to glad that. to be back. Yeah, isn't, isn't it great? Isn't it great to be here? It is. Hi, I'm Jeff Arbuckle. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Glad to have you. Hey, thanks. Really glad you make it. Yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't miss this for the world. 100 episodes, 100 and this, what, 404? Something like that, yeah, I think that's right. I wouldn't miss this for the world, guys. I'm glad you guys are here. Well, good. Because otherwise, it's just me talking to no one, and that's just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a normal Tuesday, though, right? Right, pretty much. It's a normal the moment you guys leave. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I talk to the cats. They just don't respond. So we have the sting. Yeah, George Roy Hill. Yes, George. Yeah, he had a, a pretty interesting career, right? Yes. <laughs> um, wor- worked a lot with Paul Newman. Yep. Um, obviously, did this uh, with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Also, did Sundance, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Sundance Kid. The Sundance Kid. <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yep. Uh, yeah, and his final movie. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, Funny Farm. Uh huh. Uh, the the Chevy Chase yeah. comedy, yeah, which is not a particularly great movie. Although I think we all probably like. I grew up with because movie, we yeah. grew up with yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was you know relatively. I mean, I think it was PG thirteen or something. Yeah. What think. was what was the eating contest? It was the the lamb. Oh, uh, lamb fries. Lamb fries. <laughs> yeah. Was, you, get, you cut them way up high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fun movie. There's a. Uh, uh, I think it's goat testicle joke in another cinema snob movie also uh, uh, where he's eating them. It's pretty great. I think th- I think that Funny Farm wasn't the first movie to do that. I feel like there was a no. I'm a sure there was that, another that one. had a, a eating contest or or it's like what these are delicious. What are they? Oh, they're bull's testicles or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was his last movie. Um, but he lived for like he may still be alive really no well no he just lived long he just retired after funny funny he's like man i've 
Take me off to the funny farm. <laughs> Said everything I need. Well, honestly, <laughs> he probably worked the Chevy Chase and was like, done. Done. <laughs> I'm out. Yep. Yeah. It's like this. He, I'm an Academy Award winning this director. This man Fuck broke off. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so again, Sting is another movie that is sort of a time out of place movie. It's uh, it's not was made in 1973. Yes, but it takes place decades earlier. In 1936. 1936. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, that's an interesting time period too, right? Because like, think about what's in this movie. You've got grifting in Chicago uh-huh. with. Uh, with Irish mob boss involved, mm-hmm. um, with FBI seemingly crawling through town because of Al Capone, right? Uh, the uh, the uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the the booze thing. Oh, prohibition's over. Okay. Yeah, prohibition is over. Prohibition is not over today. Nope. <laughs> because be. I forgot that <laughs> word. Prohibition. Um, yeah. So prohibition has just been uh, just a few years now past, mm-hmm. um, and or you know gone past as in gone. Um, <laughs> no, I. Uh, yes, I got yeah. you. I, no, we, right. we we were following. No, I just didn't want people to think I was talking about like it was prohibition. It was over. Right. Um, and it's also the waning years of the Great Depression. Yes. Yeah. Uh, things are about to get interesting overseas. Yep. Uh, but there's like, uh, so like uh, Charles Durning at one point play or is, is playing a cop from Joliet where yep. Yep. the Robert Redford character is from. And he goes into Eileen Brennan's place where, uh, where Paul Newman lives. And he doesn't seem to have any issue with the obvious prostitution. So was that legal back then? I don't believe so. Or was it just not busted? I think or is he just so centered on trying to get hooker oh he's trying to get hookers well <laughs> that he's overlooking the hookers yeah I, you know I, I don't I think uh, you know probably a lot of corrupt cops I mean he was a corrupt cop but that's true because he wanted to pay off yeah everybody was kind of on the take yeah yeah although you know really a um, lot of that's a holdover from prohibition too because you know, cops drank. Cops are the best drinkers. Sometimes. <laughs> Definitely in the 20s and 30s they were. Uh, so they were drinking. But so they were, you know, everyone was kind of overlooking vice Yeah. in those days. Yeah. Well, and also it's kind of one of those things where it's like, as she said, you know, you can go back through all the rooms that, that you want, but probably don't want to. Cause well, the, the, the chief, chief of, police of police is in that, one of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which illustrates that point. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's probably a paying customer anyway. He probably gets a discount. Yes. But he most certainly gets a discount. But, you know, he's still going there and, and buying the goods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. He is a customer. But uh, this movie comes to us from Mr. Shuttleworth. Yes. Yeah. Me. You. You bring this movie to us. But you know what? Uh, I think we've all three seen this at some You had seen it a long time ago, Jason. It's, it had been a while, but yes. It's was, been a little I, while I, for I me was too. very familiar with this movie. I, the, all the beats came back. Yeah. It's one of those where I saw enough as a kid um, that I was like, yeah, okay. I know where this is going. Um, I, I, was, I was pretty sure about the final twist, 
but I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. But yeah, but once it kind of all unfolded, I was like, oh yeah. 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 But uh, <clears throat> I think you had kind of described last week, Ken, that you were, you know, after your first time coming on here, mm-hmm. you were kind of thinking about other movies that you kind of grew up with that you watched a lot or that, or that fit the motif of what you brought with us. Yeah, I think, well, it kind of started, what, after Flim Flam, you mentioned Big Hand for the Little Lady, yep. and that spawned, well, the, you knew I'd been a fan of The Sting for a long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, I thought yeah, I thought those two movies would go well together, um, and they do, in a lot of ways. They're both grifter movies, basically. Um, they're both sort of, sort of made decades after they take place. Um, you've got big supporting actors, right? I mean, the casts are phenomenal in both. Um, they, I, for some reason, I remembered. Uh, oh well, yeah. There's the big poker scene in the Sting, right? Which is mm-hmm. a is a big grift. Which, yep. which we talked a little bit about how the grift in Big Hand for a Little Lady could take place as one grift in a bigger movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost exactly like what happens in right. in the Sting, right? Yeah, and this is a movie where, uh, by the way, we we're gonna have to talk about. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, spoilers. Most but definitely. If you have never seen the Sting, see it. Yeah. Um, this is a classic. Or if you haven't seen it in a while, but you liked it, see it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is. Um, this was the. I mean, this was the Academy Award winner for, you know, for 1973. This is. This is. Yeah, you know it, it's pretty damn good. Yep. It's it's a pretty good movie. It's very very well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very fun movie, and uh, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it, see it, and because we're gonna have to talk about spoilers. There's yes. no way you can talk about this thing without without talking about spoilers because otherwise it would just be an hour of us saying um you know so then they do the one thing and you know the one thing i'm talking about because it leads to this other thing you know what i'm talking about which was great yeah can't tell you what it was but it was great see you next week fourth february you know or whatever yeah it's um yeah no it's it's one of those things that you, you you kind of you can't really talk about this movie with any great uh detail or with any great length without saying yeah there's some there's some business in this but um we're spoilery business i should say so anyway um i do have a couple of notes here i have some as well uh and and i brought i brought up the academy awards because actually the um two of the notes my two big notes this is the only time robert redford was only nominated or was ever nominated for an acting huh uh, and of course, he he won for directing. Yes, um, he has uh, been a w- uh, winning producer too, I think. But he he's he's only ever once been nominated for an acting Oscar. That yeah, was for the thing. That's surprising. Yeah, and he was the only person nominated for the acting. So you would have thought Paul Newman would have been, or that you would have thought that, um, you know, maybe uh, Robert Shaw. Nope, it was. It was only Robert Redford, Um, which is funny because this is such an ensemble movie Mm -hmm. that it's even I find it even hard to to fully buy into the fact that he's the lead in this movie because it is such a I buy it, though, because the whole movie runs runs through him. True. True. I mean, uh, yeah. 
I think what it is is that there's such strong personalities from like Robert or from um, Paul Newman and from Robert Shaw that it's it, it's hard to see uh, him rise above necessarily sure. all of those people. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, Julia Phillips was one of the producers on the movie. She was the first ever lady producer huh. to win an Oscar for Best Picture. And she was she shared it with like three other people, but still, it was kind of a first there, first in a couple of ways. Man, I I, I was just looking at who um, Robert Redford was up against that year uh, for Best Actor, and it is stacked freaking field so you well, had yeah, jack nicholson yeah, jack nicholson last, for last detail last details good you had al, al, uh, al pacino for serpico yeah <laughs> you had marlon brando for last tango in paris he's the one he's the winner and then no he was no not. oh no he wasn't he was it was for godfather the year before and then yeah. you had rob redford obviously from the sting the winner was jack lemon in save the tiger uh, okay yeah so he's kind of the dark horse in that field i would think uh probably or Robert Redford was probably even a bigger dark horse, I would guess. But well, it was probably one of those things. And where Pacino it's like, was into early. That's early Pacino as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was part of you know Pacino being nominated but not winning for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Um, that's fascinating. <coughs> which is interesting because I think Jack Lemmon already had an Oscar at that point. Oh, you think for him yeah. to get a second? That's me. It, it's possible that some of those guys split it was a lot of the voting. So yeah, I guess it is later. In Jack Lemmon's career, because he was—I think he won for the apartment. He would have been almost 60s. fifty when he won that. He was—he had already done the Odd Couple by then, and also some like a hot. Yeah, yeah. Jack Lemmon's pretty. He was pretty iconic by then. But I think he won for the apartment before. Um, it could be. But I'm thinking that there were such strong. Other, sometimes this happens where there's such he won strong. Best supporting actor in 1955 for Mr. Roberts. Yeah. Okay. So there's. I think that might be a situation where there's such a strong category. Yeah. That like some of those guys. No, I mean like, that's that's when, something of a dark horse can win. Because you know it's like. And then I mean looking at the best picture category was pretty steep too that year the exorcist you had the exorcist yeah touch of class cries and whispers so you had ingmar bergman filling them in yeah. there Woo. and then american graffiti yeah and the sting beat him out and then again george roy hill beat out george lucas ingmar bergman william freakin and uh, bernardo bertolucci bertolucci for yeah. last tango tango pair so he beat out some ridiculous directors yeah yeah huh yeah well fascinating yeah so i mean that's a that's a contentious year i mean that's very that's a good year yeah um it's interesting because now the nominations for 2019 are out we were recording this before that i have a feeling are they out well they will be by the time this episode comes out. yes of course they will yeah we're always living in a weird weird time bubble but i have a feeling 2019 is going to be kind of contentious too I, yeah, I have a feeling it will be. I, I don't know that the field is as strong as the 1973 field, but we'll see. Yeah. There's some good movies, but but those are that's those are some pretty powerhouses. Well, I'm just thinking about some of the like the acting categories where I don't I don't think Eddie Murphy's going to get there as a, nom- a nominee. Yeah, you don't think he'll get the nomination? I don't think he will. We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Yeah, because Netflix has stacked the deck. Yeah, for 2019. But then let's talk a little bit about the rest of this cast. You yeah, had, you had um, uh, you know in supporting roles, supporting in air quotes again here. Really, I mean Paul Newman, who is amazing, one of the biggest stars in the world. You know, he ever he worked with, <laughs> he worked with George Roy, George Roy Hill, of course, on Sundance. He worked on worked with him on a slap shot. Yes, yeah. Slapshot is. Oh my God, I love that movie. Have yes. you seen? You've seen? I have not seen. Oh my God, that's a we're bringing we're see. we're bringing yeah. Ken back for Slapshot. It's the it is the the one and only truly hockey movie that you need. But it is also one of the funniest comedies. It's ever. so funny. Ever. I mean, it's just it's such a good working class blue collar comedy. Yeah. It's just it's great. I have heard of it. I don't know why I've never seen the McKinsey brothers. No, no, not the McKinsey brothers. The, um, uh, it's, um, uh, I see sometimes I get, you're, you're thinking of from strange brew, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll think of it. That'd be a good, that'd be a good double feature though. Strange brew. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have seen strange brew. Yeah. Sure. Strange brew is great. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. But then you've got, uh, you know, Robert Shaw, Robert Shaw, who is, um, just an insane person. Yeah, just everything he's ever in, he is so threatening. He, he I, I bet he was an intense person in life too. I just feel he like, only had a few more years left in his life at this point too. Oh man, you feel like he burned hard, out, hard quick. drinking, like take no nonsense. Probably British like, man, like suffering just yeah quietly with rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would if I could go back in time and I meet Robert Shaw. Never once would I try to like, like, like joke with him. <laughs> no, not at his expense. At no. least, like maybe at somebody at your expense, Jason. <laughs> Look, not at his. Look at that look guy. At that guy. Shaw. Look, look at that, at that guy. guy. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Buy me a Guinness, please. <laughs> I'll look at your scars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he is just, he is terrifying always. Yes. Um, then you had uh, the great Charles Durning. And he's an insane person in this, too. He really is. He's great. <laughs> Charles Durning, though, you get a sense, was a sweetheart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, a, he, was God, the, he was in some great flicks, man. The he, Muppet movie. The Muppet movie. He worked, he worked movie. with the Coen Brothers several times. Yeah. Um, Dog Day Afternoon. He was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, just he in that TV show. Was it Designing Women or something? Oh, oh I shit, think it was. was he? I think you're right. I think he was. No, I think he, yeah, I think he was. Um, yeah, I think he was. For all the younger listeners, is that Tootsie that on there also? Is. Tootsie. He was in Tootsie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, it would be interesting to watch Tootsie in with current days day. climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was one of those movies though. Even like thirty years ago, when I saw it, I was like, oh, "What's the big deal?" Yeah, you know, I don't know. That one never really hit for me. Um. So then you also have a Hanson Brothers were the thank you yeah. thank you the Hanson brothers yes my brain just the, turned the, back the on goofy guys with the glasses yeah. and the long slap hair shot. and Slapshot. yeah, yeah Hanson brothers were, brothers yeah they came back for Slapshot too i didn't watch that. i didn't see that one either no, I, there's like three or four of those Slapshot, and it's like <laughs> did yeah, they really make yeah. that many oh my goodness it's something stupid like oh that. my goodness and they became like family movies too and oh, it's like no, no 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 these aren't family movies that's not good um 
Yeah. Uh, Ray Ralston. Yeah. Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. One of my all-time favorite movies. And he then, has... There's a small moment with him. The whole time... Every time you see him, he's always talking very pointed and very fast. In this movie. Like, even when they're, like, trying to figure out what their plan is. And it's like, well, we're going to have to do this and we have to do that. And blah, blah. You know, and he's, like, very... Mm, mm, like, very rigidly... He's got it all figured out. And then he's the guy who has to read The Wire. Yes. For the, for the race so that they could do the fraud. And he is reading it so fast and so perfectly. And then, like, when Robert Shaw leaves after the first time, Eileen Brennan goes into the room to tell him it's, he's stuck. And he's just, like, breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah. It's like oh, thank God. it's like the most human moment of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you just mentioned the great Eileen Brennan. Um, she was in just tons of, like... A lot of Peter Bogdanovich movies. Yes. Um, just great in uh, Last Picture Show. She was oh. also in um, the um, Long Last Love. Mm-hmm. Yep. She um, probably may be best known today. For, for our generation. For our generation for being Miss Peacock. Yeah. In Clue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I have seen Clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's, she's great. Well, that's she's, one that... that, that, uh, that, that Mr. Chuck Moore is clamoring to. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie's wonderful. It's just wonderful, um, truly. And she's great in that. <laughs> she's always the person that you like. Uh, as I mentioned, it's like at one point she's taken the 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 empty bottles of Schlitz out of out of uh, Newman's room, and they're like going back to the bar to go get more. And it's like. Why is she serving the Schlitz? She should be having the Schlitz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, one look at her, and it's like, she is a drinking dame. <laughs> and then uh, Robert Earl Jones. Yes. Um, Darth Vader's dad. Uh, he has actually, he's probably the most important character to get the movie started. Yeah. He's the impetus. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's the, the really the driving motivation. He is the uh, he is teaching Robert Redford the um, the ropes of Grifton. Yeah, the street con. Yeah. Yeah. And he just they hit big. Uh, they don't realize they hit a, a mob runner, uh, one of Robert Shaw's guys, uh, but he decides he's gonna quit. Well then he gets popped. You know, like he gets thrown out a window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They and find, they're trying to track him down, track him and Robert Redford down. They don't think to track down the kid, right? Is that yeah, the, the third one? guy. Yeah, the third guy. Um, but they uh, they get to Robert Earl Jones. Um, and and name in it, Virgil. Is that Virgil? No, Walter. Walter. Was it Walter? I think. It, uh, he is. Luther. 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 Thank you. Luther. He is basically he is like a father figure to Robert Redford. He's yeah. in good with his family. Absolutely. He's uh, he looks up to him. He's actually kind of at first upset that he's leaving mm-hmm. the grift because Robert Redford is addicted to it. Like he doesn't even take any payoff at the end of the movie. Like the gigantic payoff he could have. Yeah. He just wants to go on to his next grift. He's in it for the thrill. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, and so much so that when he gets this big payday from this stuff going on at the beginning of the movie, he takes his his burlesque dancing girlfriend out <laughs> to an underground casino and blows three thousand dollars on a bad bet, on one roulette bet, yeah, and 
then he's kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, it's yeah. like... <laughs> he kind of got shafted on that one, too. Well, yes, he did. Um, well, he was going to get shafted regardless. True. Yeah. <laughs> In a place like that. When, when yeah. Or, yeah, if he won, he was going to get robbed. And if he lost, which the house cheated to, to beat him, it's probably the better thing for him. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's, I mean, it's it's run by the mob also. So it's like, it's just, it's all And I like the, dre- the dressing down that... Um, who was it that gave him the sort of the you know you know better than that you're you're a smart guy you're a smart grifter what are you doing acting like a like a mark yeah walking into a casino dropping three thousand dollars on a bet with a with a hot pocket right like yeah. what, what are you thinking you know? yeah 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 no and and but it really kind of shows that robert redford one is meant to be kind of young i think in this he's reckless he's reckless he's impatient he's uh, impulsive mm-hmm. and he doesn't really want to be he wants to learn how to do the grift but he doesn't want to be told how to do things intelligently yeah but he's also not sort of belligerent about it either like he takes criticism well enough and he goes along with the con because he trusts i think paul newman's expertise not at first though not quite at first yeah but paul newman is um henry shaw gondorf shaw is his griff name yes yeah um yeah and i agree which is which is just so like the whole time when they're when they're in the same room with with robert shaw it's like oh this is this is confusing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes yes so so the movie is set up in chapters and i wrote them down as we as they came up um it's really kind of cool they they set up each segment of the movie you have the introduction but then you have six distinct chapters starting with the setup on through the sting and they're really kind of like the the crucial pieces that make the overall sting work yes right Every, every chapter is sort of one part of, of the puzzle for them to be able to pull this thing off. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of a magic trick, right? They're talking about another movie. I love the prestige, you know, the three parts of a magic trick. You have the pledge, the turn, and the prestige, right? So this movie is kind of like that as well. It's broken up into the setup, the hook, the tail, the wire, the shutout, and the sting. And the sting is obviously when everything comes to fruition. 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 <laughs> Fruition. We're leaving that in. Um, but I think I am agree w- agreement with Ken when Ken mentioned that uh, his favorite part of the movie is the the card game on the train, which is part oh. of, which is part of the hook. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this, Ken. Like, how does this? What, what's the what's the plan here to get Robert Shaw or, or Doyle Lonigan? villain if you will on the hook oh even though that train scene is not like really long there's a lot that's going on in yeah that yes time. and there's a lot of time cuts too in, mm-hmm. that, in that scene so basically <clears throat> excuse me uh paul newman and robert redford uh get on this train where doyle Lonigan is going to be playing a high stakes card game like he does every time he comes from new york to chicago Paul Newman arranges to get into the actual game to sit in on it. Um, what was her name? Eileen uh, Brennan. Eileen Brennan. Billy. 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 Yeah. yeah. So she bumps into Lonigan and steals his wallet mm-hmm. and gives it to Paul Newman. 
who then, then takes it back to their takes room. it back to their room where Robert Redford or excuse me Paul Newman is Robert Redford took the wallet back to Paul Newman um, and it's funny because when they're in there and he's prepping he's dumping like partially bottled gin in yeah. the sink and like well, he's also slapping putting it, it on, on his face, yeah. uh-huh. swishing with it <laughs> and fills it up with water Robert Redford's like what are you doing and he goes you know you always drink gin because then the the sucker doesn't know that you're cutting it. Yeah. And he just starts filling it with water. So he ends up <laughs> coming into this this poker game. And the reason that Jeff said what he said at the beginning was <laughs> he just like lunges into this room and says, Sorry, I'm late. I was taking a crap. <laughs> yeah. And he's 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 playing a character where he is this um really annoying drunk. Yeah guy who is uh, every bit as good as his money yeah mm-hmm. you know like he like you can't really throw him out because he's loaded you want his money but do you really want to put up with the drunk asshole right right and and dad i know you're listening i know this is what you had to deal with when you used to play at the bars so, <laughs> yeah oh your dad doesn't play at the bars anymore nah. uh i gave it up huh yeah so it's yeah, it's really funny because during the entire time he keeps referring to Lonigan in the wrong name and it pisses <laughs> yeah. off. Like Lanahan like Lanolin. and Lanolin, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole point here is to number one, get them to underestimate Paul Newman, but ultimately to make um Lanigan or Lonigan. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Robert it. Shaw, Doyle, yeah, yeah Doyle Lonigan. <laughs> to, yeah. to get him as angry as possible that he's gonna get beat by this guy. And then right. make him want revenge on right, him. Yeah. but also because it's it is, chap his ass that he lost yeah. to this to this drunk ass. There is one really really important thing. There's one of the side characters is uh, kid. Oh, what was his name? Kid. Oh, you've got the the uh, guy who who is kind of a fixer. Kid twist. Kid, kid twist. twist. Yeah. He says, uh, "Yeah, so yeah, I know how Lonigan plays." He cheats. Yeah. And he's and really he, good at and it. And he knows how. He knows, he knows what how. types of decks he uses. And yeah. This is these are the exact types of decks he uses. Yeah. He's really good at cheating. Um and he does it by cutting a different deck of cards than what was shuffled and then hiding the ones that were Yeah. So, you know, he's when he's in trouble, he he has a fixer. Yeah. Who will put the new cards out that will be stacked in a specific way so that when he cuts it, he will get, uh, there will be exact cards handed out so that you know exactly what the other person, what the other people are doing. Right. Yep. And because he knows this, Paul Newman, Paul Newman knows this, he brings his own deck. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's also very good at sleight of hand. And he knows based on the cards that he got dealt that the stack deck was in play on Robert Shaw's side. So he switches his his threes, his four threes out with four jacks, right, to beat Robert Shaw's four nines, yeah, right, because the his his winning move is always four nines, yes, and yes. Uh, the loser will will be strung along with four threes, which is so dumb if you're Robert Shaw, like you shouldn't always win with the same hand, like people are gonna know, which is when you're a mob, which guy is and why you're Robert Shaw, but that's why Kid Twist, but that's why Kid Twist knew because he's probably heard about enough enough stories of him at the table oh, beat, he won, he beat, got nines. beat four threes with four yep. nines. Yeah, yep. exactly. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, 
So actually, yeah. it may not have actually been exactly four nines every time because when when uh, when Shaw gets really really upset and goes back to the room and tells his guy to set him up with a deck, he says, "I want nines." Oh yeah, he that, said threes and nines. Threes and nines. I yeah. think he, nines. he had another. He has two decks, right? That are both stacked in different ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that the kid twist told Paul Newman about both decks because he has a blue and a red deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did forget to mention that Robert O. Jones. The reason why the whole sting is in place is Robert O. Jones gets thrown out the window of his apartment because he's the one that got caught for the grift on the money guy and the um, money guy for. So and, and Paul Newman is a is a friend of um, Luther's, You're right? And it already kind of had started to get him set up with him, right? Because he knew he was retiring. And when Robert Redford first shows up in Chicago to see Luther, he is drunk, face smashed into a wall, sleeping. Yes, he's like, wait a minute, this is the guy who's supposed to teach me everything. Yeah, yeah. This, I already know how to drink. So and and yeah. and, and but Paul Newman, yeah, I already know. And how it's how to like, drink. hey, you gonna stay for breakfast, or you already know how to eat? And pa- Paul Newman is <laughs> Paul, Paul Paul Newman is the master of the big long con. Yes, which is the not, thing. This which yeah, which is not yeah. what um, Robert O. Jones was was good at. No, he was he was a uh, uh, he was a pickpocket. Yeah, he was just or you know, or, a, or just, a, just a, short short con street hustles. Yeah, yeah. Street hustle. He's married to a street hustler, yeah. even. So that's why they want revenge. They want revenge um, to, or basically to avenge Robert Earl Jones. Which is funny because that's not even really what Robert or what uh, Paul Newman wants. Paul Newman is just like, yeah, it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, he's like, sure, sure. I mean, that guy's a dick. He knew Luther. He's like, yeah, it's a mark's a mark, and I'll teach the kid something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes him. And this guy seems like a bad dude, so yeah, seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, continue on with the game, Ken. Sorry, we we took we took some roads. (laughs) Yeah, like well, and the the actual game doesn't come along for a little bit, but but as far as how it got into the hook and for the sting. So once the four jacks come out and Lonigan realizes that he's been defeated, Paul Newman starts demanding his money, and of course Lonigan can't find his wallet. Yep. And so, which Paul, then leads to what you normally would do, which is say, "Oh, you can't pay. You'll never get another game in this city again. You're welching on a bet. Better give me my money." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he tells him that he's going to send a boy or somebody to his train car and he better have the money well that person is robert redford and he goes and admits Mm -hmm. that his wallet got stolen and they start to talk about how robert redford wants to take over paul newman's operation and and that and that paul newman cheated him and that they're playing him for a sucker yeah robert shaw yeah 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 it's uh and so then that sets up now you've got him on the hook yeah because now it's like oh no he's not gonna he's not gonna do that he's to not me. gonna do that to me don't he doesn't he know who i am and robert shaw has already been established as a guy who will not who will not be grifted because his reputation is very important to him he there, won't be he won't also appear weak either right there are lots of other sharks that he swims with that um will eat him alive if they if they get one whiff of the fact that he would let any sort of um of uh 
not injustice, but any sort of um, impropriety yeah, against them. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's, stand, right. Right. Yeah. It, it is because uh, he he points out to to his guy his his fixture his fixer that it's like, hey, see that guy over there playing golf with us? You know, they were playing on the other tee over there. I've known him since we were kids. You know, like since we were eight or something. And it's like if he finds out that I've been stolen from by these street hustlers, then I'm going to have to kill him. Everybody he knows, everybody they know, you know, it's like he can't be shown as weak or, yeah, like the sharks will gather. Yes. Yes. So what is the so what's the plan? Like, what is the actual sting they're going to try and pull off? It's wire fraud. Yeah. So this is interesting because it's because it's an old style way of grifting somebody. Yeah. So this is interesting. This is very much a. A bygone, you couldn't pull this grift today. No. Um, <laughs> well, they even mentioned the movie when they bring up the idea of doing the wire. They're like, the wire hasn't been done in twenty years. And that's why. Like, well, that's said, why no one will know. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. No one will see it coming. Yeah. So, in order to do this, they have to set up a fake betting parlor. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Because they have to go. They have to go, and they have to get a basically a basement apartment space, and then uh, so. Um, Kid Twist comes in and it's like, all right, I need this. And he's got a guy who's doing all the, the figuring of what's going to cost to get these people to come in, build the bar, set them up with liquor, set them up with all this equipment, like, you know, like chalkboards for the races and everything. And so he's like, oh, it's going to be X number of dollars. And Kid Twist is like, oh, that seems steep. And, and then also... When the guy figures out who they're going to grift, he's like, nah, I want you to pay me a flat rate. <laughs> <Not Yeah. laughs> Which is to imply up front because yes. they're going to die. <laughs> yeah, he does not believe that Do this you want is going to happen. Do flat rate? Who is it? Doyle Lonigan. Flat rate. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. And so. Uh, oh, can we talk to you about the fact that there, there's the list? I love this. Oh idea. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. Yeah, because uh, so then that's also when like you've got um, you got Kid Twist, you've got um, you've got Mr. Hand, um, and you've got all of these other people who are like figuring out what exactly needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what equipment they need, what space they need, all of that. Then you also so Kid Twist, uh, you know, pays the landlords like, all right, we're going to take this space. I also need a caddy corner. I need an, a corner r- room with a view. Okay, you know, it's like, and uh, I don't expect to ever see you again. And the landlord's like, never heard of this place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got his money. He's gone. <laughs> so they like overnight they turn this place into like what looks like a legitimate establishment. High class. Yeah, high class. Yes. High like, class. This is a class joint. It's class joint. Yeah, get those horse thugs out of here. Parlor. Yes, horse betting parlor. But they also need more grifts. Yes. So. Kid Twist goes to the uh, dive bar where they all hang out. This reminds... Okay, so I'm going to get geeky here for a second. Because right? <laughs> they're uh, both in DC and Marvel. They're always a villain bar. Yeah. Or the bar where all the magic people hang out or whatever, right? And it's like this, just like this gallery of no good nicks. Yes, yeah, the underground. You know, and it's like... 
this is where they all hang out. And the guy who runs that bar has a list yes. of all the people who are in town it's so great. to help out. It's so great. It's, uh, this is networking in the in the 1930s. And they, they had all their names written down, and they're all like in their like, code names and stuff, yeah. and it's their aliases. Oh, it's so funny. I love it. And they've got a, it's actually written down on a piece of paper all their aliases. It's like on, it's like on a legal pad. It's like you're gonna have the you're gonna have the the best pick of uh, of at least thirty men. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it's like because they need at least twenty or yeah, something yeah. like that. And so like you know it's like there and then they have like the interviews. They hold auditions. Yeah, and so like the guy is like coming in. And it's like there's this little old guy from Baltimore who comes in, and he's he's a he he's he's an actor. You yeah. know, like he's he's got like little patch beard. You know, like he puts on like a little fake beard and a little. <laughs> fake hair and he he always does everything in a british accent <laughs> yeah his, his, like, his character is british yeah asked, well, okay we'll get you a suit he's like i got i have my own I, costume. Yeah, and, he, and he picks up this gigantic <laughs> suitcase of vagabond suits it's so great yeah. and then later when he's like putting on his fake beard and stuff and uh the one guy that got slammed in the nose at the dive bar oh yeah that's the eerie kid i believe yeah yeah he just hands him like something and says, "Put this on your nose," and like slides a mirror in front of him. <laughs> it's like makeup. Yeah, <laughs> so good. like the whole makeup kit. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you even get to see the people getting in the character and everything, and like getting dressed up, and you know. And meanwhile, Paul Newman has to look like the guy who runs the joint. Yeah, which would legitimize him as being somebody who could have played that game that poker game right also legitimize uh, oh you can't pay your debt you know and, and people will listen to him because he runs yeah an establishment but ken was it you that said that even the fake place had like the little horse trophies like they even brought yeah. in the horse trophies like behind the bar up in the glass there were just like horse trophies there were horse pictures on the walls like fern plants oh it looked like, legit yeah. yeah yeah it looked just as they good as the this, winter they circle. had all the seats stacked you know in rows yep. the face yeah. in the the, the boards, boards yeah. where somebody would come in where with all the this. results would get chalked in yep yep and, and yep. he's got his he's got his ears his, paul newman robert redford and like the quote-unquote servers were all wearing tuxedos. Uh-huh. And yep. like, it was oh, and the cigarette girls, they had, they had legitimate cigarette yeah. girls. Uh-huh. Like, they had stock. They had stock. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was inventory. Inventory, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just, it's so, it's such a movie thing, right? Like, it, all of this came together essentially overnight. Everything works perfectly. Yeah. At least mostly. Um, and it's just, it's so like tightly written. Like there's not really, there's not really a, a, a huge plot hole here. No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, it's, and if there are, they're so small though, where it's like, well, so who cares? I mean, you, you, know. you would, you could argue that um, Doyle Lonigan didn't do his due diligence, that a guy that connected would ask around right and would get the skitty on this on this new but he is also on tilt well yes that is exactly right that's how you can explain it is this is a guy who is blinded by revenge yeah yeah and uh and he thinks he's got the upper hand because of robert redford is playing in his court right the his uh his nemesis is right hand man and and you but know he never apparently realizes that he's the one that 
he's a, he's money from him in the in the first right. place, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's he's just he's just been grifted three different ways. Well, yeah. and the thing is, is that what's funny is is that there is also a certain ballsiness to the Robert Redford character too, where he's almost on tilt because multiple times he knows Lonigan has has put a hit on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knows multiple times he didn't he didn't count on the last one. Yeah, Lonigan is looking for him, right? And he's playing a different person as himself who's grifting him back. Yes. It's, it is it's extremely ballsy. Yes. Yeah. And it's like at any point in time, if there's any intersection of figuring out that Kelly is the same guy as Hooker. Right. You know, and it's like that is he is skating on thin ice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only thing he didn't know was the last hit person that was sent after him yeah. and luckily <laughs> luckily paul newman's character knows what the hell he's doing and has been sending somebody to protect him. right because selino is is you think um, it's a guy you think it's some guy who's you know the, well, the hitman i think she might be the selino family is is there somebody who is ahead of on ahead of lonigan uh, I don't know, but th- they just said that her name is Selino. She's a professional. Okay, like, she's so she a, was so she was hired by Lonigan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and that he was and he put her into that diner that that right New, or that uh, Redford went to. Yeah, and if you go back earlier, like after Lonigan gets yeah. to yeah. New York, he even mentions Selino in the office. Yeah. 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 We got send Selino out there. And so you think that's going to be some greasy guy, you know? Right. Not to not to be too insistent, but some greasy wop. <laughs> I'm just getting in 1936 mode here. Well, yeah, you'd think it'd be someone who looks like uh, like one of Lonigan's goons. Guy, goons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, Charles Deercop plays the one goon. I mean, that he is like the flat nosed. Well, he's got like a shelf nose. Like his nose comes out. It's like you could rest a fucking portrait. You on said that it, thing. you said it perfectly when you you said he looks like a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> he does. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, we got to go get shelf nose. Hey, see, <laughs> uh, big boy Caprice has sent him out after you. <laughs> Um, so, I really want to watch Dick Tracy again sometime. So the idea then is to get Lonigan to bet a bunch of money on a horse at this fake um, off-track betting joint at this, yeah. this race. I mean, that is the gist of it. So they've got to convince him that this is a legit operation and that the the insider information that they have is also legit. So they, they set up a series of smaller bets. The first one is Robert Redford's own money. Yes. That he hands to Lonigan and says, $2,000 is all I can get together. But, you know, to prove to you this is real, you're going to get a phone call in this diner with the horse to bet on. You walk across the street, bet, bet this, this money on Exactly on this money on exactly this horse. And, and, and get the money and get the payout. And, uh, you know, I'll, you get, he even, I think, told him to keep the the winnings yeah just keep the winnings just keep the winnings this is good faith yeah right so he does and he gets he wins the horse he's like oh shit this might actually 
you know, be legit, but he's still not convinced. So he's like, I want another one. Yeah. And that's when they have to do the shutout. Yes. Because and and the way that they do that is actually pretty pretty brilliant. They just tell um, Ray Walson to just go ahead and start go ahead and start calling the race just as he's getting up to the window so yeah. he can't make the bet. Yeah. Uh, but the horse wins. Yeah. So then he's like, "All right, I'll bankroll the whole operation." Yeah. Here's 500,000. Um and all the while also we're led to believe that the FBI yes is hot 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 on, hot on their tail hot on the tail of Paul Newman. Yes. Uh which is partly why he's living and just kind of doing handiwork for Eileen Brennan, uh-huh. who runs a brothel. Runs a ru- brothel, brothel with a carousel. A- and a carousel and a for children. Scene, there's a beautiful scene. <laughs> in the same building. <laughs> there's a beautiful scene in which, late in the movie, Eileen Brennan comes into the room and it's like asks um, Paul Newman, it's like, hey, can we? Can I get the key to turn on the, uh, the carousel, whatever she called it? Um, the girls are kind of bored. It's a slow night. It's a slow night. And so uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you see uh, Robert Redford's leaving for the night. And he and, and on the carousel is just a carousel of hookers <laughs> having the time of their life. Yep, just That's going so bounce, beautiful, bouncing up and down on their poles and waving and trying to get Robert Redford to come over. It's like this is heaven. Yes, <laughs> it is a little slice of heaven. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Those girls just want to, you know, just want to please a guy, you know? and they're having fun. And they're they're having so night fun. on the carousel. Yeah. <laughs> George Roy Hill, you just directed the most perfect scene ever. <laughs> Good. Good job, sir. Good job. Good job. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the last chapter. The sting. The sting. Yeah. So we've got the cops, the FBI, who are hot on Paul Newman's trail. They want Charles Durning to bring Robert Redford in because they can get to um, Paul Newman through Robert Redford. Yes. So that happens. Charles Durning, you know, he thinks he's working for the FBI. He brings Robert Redford in. The FBI have a conversation with him in front of Charles Durning. Like, you know, you got to tell us where this is going down or else we're going to go after you. We're going to go after um, Robert, Robert Earl Jones. Is, yeah. Um, uh, Alva. Is it his sister or mother? Wife. Wife? Oh, wife. Yeah. Yeah, okay. wife. Which um, will basically destitute their two kids, the teenage right. daughter and the small boy. Right. Who just wanted to listen to, what was the radio station? Oh, there? yeah. It was. Oh, um, oh damn it. Um, anyway, it was. It was right. But there, there was. Oh, Machine Gun scene. Kelly. Yes. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. also that scene right at the beginning when Robert Redford comes in and she's like, Oh, I'm going. We gotta get ready for church. And he's like, "What are you doing going to church at night?" <laughs> oh, they got bingo now, and I'm gonna take that money while the Lord's paying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take and then that and money then the, while the Lord's paying. Yeah, and then the daughter's like, uh, "Oh, it's great. like, oh, you're going too." And it's like, "Yeah, I gotta go pray." Got, yep. <laughs> got time to pray. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was just. That's yeah, great. that's that's oh, a great, great line. Love that line. Yeah. So get it, get it while getting's good. Yeah. <laughs> so the agreement is for when when the um, the sting is about to go off, you know, when it's concluded. This this is very important to Robert Redford that that they get um, Lonigan 
and he'll get his money, and then the FBI can come in and uh, arrest Paul Newman. Um, so that's so that's basically what happens. Like the the whole thing goes down just as planned. You know, nothing goes goes off kilter other than the assassin okay well there yes yeah, so uh robert redford had met this girl at a uh lonnie i think was her name lonnie or lottie well yeah lonnie i think uh loretta oh loretta <laughs> i was wrong on both of them loretta Salino. you got some of the letters yeah i got most of it, it started with an l Played by it. demetra arliss yeah so she's this kind of seemingly this kind of down on her luck she's got to work the graveyard shift at the at the diner um she talked at one point about trying to save up money to get on a train to leave and so robert redford kind of takes a liking to her and so he he wants to ask her out she kind of turns him down he eventually does um you know find out where she lives and then they they kind of do the the um the thing she was a xanadu fantastic she was helen and xanadu fantastic um (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah of course she was of course she was because the good good people people in good movies go to make other (laughs) anyway um (laughs) sometimes sometimes most of the time in the case of xanadu (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) no comment over here no comment um well, you know, I mean, Michael Beck went from the Warriors to Xanadu. True, that's true. Olivia Newton-John went from, from Greece to Xanadu. To Xanadu yeah. uh, some would say that's a step up. I some w- as w- in this guy. <laughs> They're both rough watches for me. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, so the next morning she's gone. It's like, where's she at? Where's, what's going on? And he sees her coming down this alleyway. He's like, oh, yay, there's uh, Lorraine, whatever, whatever her name was, Loretta. Loretta. And he's like, oh, yay, there's been this guy who follows uh, Robert Redford, pulls out a gun, shoots her, and it's revealed that she had a gun. Yes. She was the assassin out to kill Hooker, not Kelly, but Hooker, yes, it's important to remember that because sometimes it's it's hard to forget or it's hard to remember. It's like, wait a minute, why does yeah. he keep coming? And because he thinks he's he doesn't know what Hooker looks like. He only knows what Kelly looks like. Yeah, so they're not the same. Correct. Correct. Anyway, yes, which, yeah. which is what makes it so cool. Like right. every seed he's in with Lonigan, it kind of crackles a little bit because. Because Lana has no clue. This is the guy but he's, also, he's got a hit out on. He knows that he's trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so then, okay. So then that brings us back to the final stages, which is, you know, you got to go and you got to, you got to have this fake horse race. Uh, so, so, um, Lonigan is told to put $500,000 on a particular horse, which at first, Paul Newman's like, no, we can't take this four to one. We're broke. If I mean, we can't take that bet. Yeah. And then um, I don't remember exactly what, but it's like whatever. Not only are you a cheater, but you're a gutless cheater. Yeah, and he's like, then take it all, take it from him. So there's the and then the race starts. And what happens, Ken? So the well, we didn't talk about the telegraph office, but. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because uh, yeah, because um, 
Kid Twist is is kind of playing a role himself as the inside yeah. man. Mm-hmm. So Kid Twist sits down next to Lonigan and he's like, "Is everything okay?" And Lonigan's like, "Yep, I got all of it in on this horse to win." And he goes, "To, to win. win? I told you on the phone, place it. You were supposed. He's going to come in second." And Lonigan freaks out and tries to go back and get his money. Yeah. And right then, here comes the FBI. Yep. Yep. So the jig is up. Or is it, Jason? Well, there's a big shootout. So, um, not a big shootout. <laughs> not a big shootout, but there's a shootout. So, the FBI agent comes up to um, to Paul Newman at the bar, said, "I finally got you in the act. Damn. You're coming with me." <laughs> and he, he says it exactly like and he looks, best picture of 1973. <laughs> You're coming with me, and he looks at he looks at Rod Riffer and says, "You can go." And right then, they, then and the then jig is up. And they looks know. like, oh shit! I've you, been double crossed. You've been crossing me up. You've been crossing me, and so on his way out the door, Paul Newman pulls a gun and shoots Robert Redford in the back. Yeah, and then the FBI agent pulls a gun and shoots Robert Redford in the chest. All while Lonigan witnesses the whole thing. He shot Paul Newman. Yes, yeah. Paul Newman. Yes. Did, did he did he also shoot Henry Ford? <laughs> or was he was he the guy who, who was the, was he the uh, was he the stop it just stop it it's already confusing. <laughs> well, you could have said Robert Ford. I could have. The, 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 yeah, the, the Robert the assassination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesse James. Oh, Jesus. By the coward. That guy, the coward Robert Ford. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't didn't Robert Redford play? Jesse James in a movie? I don't know, but they played Butch Cassidy. His son, son Brad Pitt, did. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I think of Robert Ford, I think of Elton John. (laughs) Wow, we are way off track now. (laughs) Anyway, it has appeared at this point that Paul Newman and Robert Redford have both been killed by each other and the FBI agent. So they... um, And then um, Charles Durning is also in the joint and he does he's not in on any of this yeah he's like i gotta get i, I gotta get lonigan out of here right because right. he doesn't want to be there because he will be before taken off yeah, before they actually leave the warehouse to go there the fbi main guy tells charles durning like it's this big shot from new york once you see him and it starts get him out of there because yeah. he can't be there yeah right so so it's perfect they've taken you know half a million dollars and according and, and from what Lonigan knows, these two guys are dead. Yeah, they've been shot and killed. And he's got to write off that half million dollars. Yeah. It's yeah. gone. It's just, he has no choice because the FBI's, yeah. FBI is involved. He's got to just skedaddle. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be that is going to be impounded. Yes, but but guess what? The it's FBI, all part of the prestige. It is the FBI. The FBI was in on the sting, or the the, the supposed FBI. They weren't actually the FBI. Right. They were just they're posing buddies as of yes in um in barbershop hats. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. they are wearing barbershop hats. So weird. Uh, somebody write in and say whether or not FBI's part of their actual uniform costume was in the 30s. Yeah, yeah, it was a was a barbershop hat. Like yeah, like the straw they were the barbecue. straw short brim yeah. hats. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I that one. <laughs> with yeah. the ribbon, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but that's what happened. And we'll read your right. And then, of course, you see, you know, Robert Redford and and Paul Newman get up off the floor, wipe the blood from their face, uh, like, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. And they give each him. other a freeze frame high five. You movie over. Son of a bitch. Best picture of nineteen seventy three. 
<laughs> no, they get up and 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 uh, Redford wants to just leave. He's on to his next adventure. He got yeah. his revenge, and he's on to his next. Uh, yeah, Paul Newman asks you, "Do you, you're going to stick around for your cut?" He's like, "I'd just blow it anyway," which is insanity because it's yeah. going to be a gigantic cut. It's going to be nice, and he and they just leave. They just leave. Yeah, we figured out. We did the math. Um, it was a half a million dollar take. Which in today's money is? Is $9 million. Roughly $9 million, yes. yes. It was about, for every thousand. It was like $18,000. In, in today's money. Yeah. Yeah, so that's $9 million. That's pretty nice. It's but pretty good. You get what? Like, what was it? Beef stew for 25 cents? Or you can get a lot of fucking beef stew. That diner was cheap. Yeah. You and that wasn't even the, 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 what was it? The blue plate blue special. Blue plate special. No, that the blue plate special, special was probably, probably like, a dime or something. It was probably like uh, twelve and a half cents. Well, at one point, he said, <laughs> back in the half penny days, he's like meatloaf, a slice of pie, and a cup of coffee, and she's like ninety-five cents. Yeah, it's like yeah. damn, damn. Here's two bucks. If you saw that plate of meatloaf? It had sides and stuff too. It wasn't just like a single. Plate. Right. Oh yeah. No, it was it, a serious meal. Yeah. People yeah. are eating 95 good. Cents. Ninety-five cents. Yeah. Eat good in the And he got and he got a piece of apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> and a piece of apple pie and, and another and another piece of apple pie later oh who almost tried to kill him yeah that's that's a killer apple pie <laughs> killer apple pie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this movie is okay this yeah it's I mean, just okay i'll give it yeah. two and a half i don't know why i suggested it yeah i give it two and a half stars yeah. out of two. Two, 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 oh! two nines out of four <laughs> I give this movie nine million dollars, <laughs> but in five hundred thousand dollar nineteen thirty six money. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. This movie is great. Um, it is a it is absolute classic. It's timeless, and it holds. It, it will it will always be watchable forever. Yes, yeah. it is timeless. I mean, You're absolutely right. Yeah, it is perfectly of its time mm-hmm. and also timeless mm-hmm. too. And it's, you know, with one pasty scene, it's pretty family friendly. Uh, there's a little language at the beginning. Yeah, there's a little with, language w- with Robert Earl Jones. And, yeah, but that's. But by today's standards, yeah. Well, I mean, again, I mean, I look at it through the view of the time that the movie yeah. takes place into. Sure, sure. Well, yes, I know. Um, I, I'm now picking up what you mean by language. Yeah, yeah. But also. Uh, all of the operations, um, even though it ultimately is a bunch of white dudes, I mean, you know, it's like the guy who who comes in with this pad of paper taking down the orders for what they need. That's a black fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Robert Earl Jones was practically uh, his, his father figure. Father I, that, figure. that was pretty refreshing, honestly. Yeah, to see that from the jump, you know, um, to have a, a a pretty popular character like Robert Redford. It's sort of the civil rights era. Yeah, be that chummy and and, and friendly with a black family in 1936. Like, well, it's why he becomes president in the Watchmen universe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he um, and also, I mean, but like, if you really think about it, if you really think about it, because you know, it would be really easy for somebody to say, "Oh, it's the politics of of the movie or whatever." It's like, yeah, but also, if you're basically a street urchin. Um, all of that kind of doesn't take into consideration race anymore. No, you're, you're, you're all struggling for the same right. thing, especially during the depression. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Uh, probably the very earliest times of 
some racial uh, coalescence would have probably come from the depression because everybody everybody's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just messing with one. Yeah, the color of your skin doesn't really matter so much when you're when you're all starving. Yeah. 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 And so when you're all in on the grift. You're all part of a of a different community. You're not. You're not. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it is. Um, you know, and I'm sure if the internet existed back then, it would have been <laughs> complaints, but <laughs> probably would have ruined that movie completely. <laughs> but seeing how it wasn't, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. You know either. where I'm going with this. But I, I, well, I from still a betting standpoint, it would have completely ruined. The <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> they would have had to have come up with a completely different con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Imagine if somebody made the Sting 2020. So what's what would be? I mean, it would just be stealing, like uh, it'd be like identity theft, right? So that would be it. Like it would be yeah. five minutes of I hacked his account, I got it. Got it. Do, 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 Yeah, it, it's kind of, yeah. It kind of really would be. <laughs> be all computer, it'd be all computer hacking. Guest on his bank account. Yeah. I've got in. It'd, it'd be all. Uh, <laughs> it's all mine now. Yeah. Password one is his password. We got it. <laughs> or if they did it like 1998, it would just be a Nigerian email scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just them waiting around to see if he answers the email. Oh my god, <laughs> he's got. sending us money. <laughs> Western Union. <laughs> Monaghan replies, "Tell me more about this prince." Movie's over. Best picture of 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Shakespeare in love. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> somebody make us write that movie make us write that movie somebody hire us to make that movie <laughs> you could just do a kind of a funny little parody of just a little small different vignettes of Steve's through the decades you know and each one would end with and the, and the little like circle fade yeah <laughs> Circle swipe, we're done. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Ken. Thank you for joining us for the sting. That was very, very fun. Thanks for having me. It was I think nice. This is my fifth time. I think so. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is, I stole your wallet. Not supposed to tell. <laughs> You're shitty while at this. I was, while I was late taking a crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He wasn't taking a crap. He was going through your coat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, thank you. This is this been it's been a fun it was a fun movie to watch. Um two good back to back movies. Very fun. Um, two very different while still pretty similar uh-huh. movies. Yeah. Where you have one where it's very straightforward and simple and then you got this one that is a lot of layers a lot of layers a lot of complexity a, to the con it's a blooming onion yep it's, a short, a movie. it's short con and long con yep 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 yeah it's really some have you guys ever seen the movie confidence yes mm-hmm. With yeah. Macy. it's very similar to that too that uh-huh. there's there's just a lot going on 
unless you're like really paying attention you don't know what the outcome is going to be was that uh, ed burns was ed also burns. in there right yeah. yes yeah. he was yeah yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i missed that guy that's a good movie that was actually directed by um the guy who directed uh glenn Gary, glenn ross oh oh really yep so it has some like it has movie. some david mamet ties too David Mamet has written some very good grifter movies. You know what I would do in 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 the Sting twenty twenty. James Foley. James Foley. Yeah, yeah. He did. He he directed Glengarry Glenn Ross. I would in. Uh, yes, he did. For the Sting twenty twenty, I would definitely have more fart jokes. <laughs> well, there was at least one good shit joke. Good shit joke. Yeah. and a burp. Also, and a burp. Same yeah, scene. yeah. So yeah, the 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 lowbrow was there. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. But I would really up that ante. <laughs> uh, 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 I, uh, I hear you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Freeze frame on me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. All right. So uh, this brings to a close uh, this episode. Yes, it does. <laughs> we grifted you for going on an hour and ten minutes. We now. grifted all five of you to listening to us. <laughs> we win. Gotcha. That's what you get for killing James Earl Jones' dad. And now you know how the sting ends. Boom. Yep. And Rosebud. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, Jeff, uh, where can people see um, and hear our episodes? Filmseizure.com. Yes, they can. Uh, what do they- we release on Fridays? What do you release on Fridays? <laughs> well, okay, wait a minute. Back up. No, we're going to do it my way. Okay. Uh, B-Movie Anima. Yeah. That's bmovieanima.com. Go over there. Check it out. It's good, it's good readings for the toilet. What comes out on Mondays? Monster Mondays. Now, yes. that you can't really do on the toilet or or people are going to look at your stall weird. You could do it, though. You'd, at you'd home. watch it on your phone. Well, your buds. Yeah, your but, buds. Then, but then you drop those in the toilets. All I'm not there. saying it's sanitary, but you can yeah. do it. And then Saturdays, you've been rocking yeah, so, for a few weeks now. With yeah, this. so Double uh, O Saturdays. Uh, every other week, I, I write a, a review for a James Bond movie. And the in-between weeks is the music of James Bond. Yes, indeed. I feel like we don't talk about music nearly enough on this. <laughs> Except for this week, I guess I should have held on to that opinion. Well, we couldn't last week because that movie only had two songs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very true. Um, and, w- and one of the two songs was played twice. Yeah. yeah. In like five minutes. Yeah. Um, but uh, the music of the Bond movies are, are very, very important. And for at least 11 of almost half of the movies, they're super important to me because it's my favorite conductor. And so they- I wanted to talk about them. Cool. And also, I, I also make sure to talk about the opening credit sequences because those are fucking rad. Yes, they are. Anyway, I'm glad they kept up that tra- tradition into the modern era. Um, yeah, so that's... And then what, what happens on Wednesdays? Wednesdays are when you can actually hear new episodes of Film Seizure. Fucking shit, man. Fucking amen. Hey, and before too long, if we haven't already... I doubt we've done it already because you're probably holding off. I've already closed, closed the gate on 2019, but... We'll, we'll be doing our 2019 in review before too long. Yes. Maybe before the Oscars on February 9th. Maybe not. Depends. February 9th is Oscars, huh? Yeah. So maybe before then, maybe not. We, should, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. 
But that's coming soon, so be on the lookout for that. Yes, indeed. Ken, will you be on the lookout for that? I'll be on the lookout for whatever you tell me to be. All right, be on the lookout for all that shit we just rattled (laughs) off there. (laughs) You need notes? Unless I'm out, you know, cheating people in cards and grifting. Well, you can still listen to the podcast while you do that. That would possibly, yeah. The the, the hitman grifter who listens to the film seizure podcast while he's doing his job. Yep. Like it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, yeah. So again, thank you for coming back. We will, Thanks we will, br- we will bring you back for what was it? We said something. Oh, slap shot, slap shot for sure. Absolutely, slap shot. And I think, I think we've got, we've got a thing established now where if we're doing a con movie, I think we should bring you on. And there are some only con movies though, only, forever. Only Especially if it's movies like a few weeks ago with uh, Street Fighter <laughs> where we're conning you where specifically I'm conning so all of you con. but I, I, I have a couple of I have a couple of mine that I think will be fun um, that are a little outside the box cool uh, or just join us whenever you want man yeah true all right. yeah. yeah sweet there we go bitchin you son of a bitch I'm in <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, Ken again thank you and uh, we look forward to having you on again I did a Sweet. I am Jeff Arbuckle. I am Jason Oliver and do 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 They're just gonna hear that over another time. Fade it out. Fade it out. You're not gonna do your thing? And you've been listening to Film Seizure. All that staying in.